Wait, you said mics are going hot? Mics are going hot. When? Big dog content. Wait, you're already hot? Yeah, they're hot. Hmm. They're hot. I'm hot. You're hot. Why they're not cold? Why they're not cold? Why aren't they cold? <laughs> Why they not cold, dog? Why are they hot? Yeah, what makes them hot? Wouldn't it make uh. sense that the mics would be... No, I guess not, huh? Nah. The mics are hot. Because that means, like, they're on. Yeah. Duh. No, but I'm, I'm trying to think... Dude. Yo, I had a breakthrough the other day on, like, understanding, like, uh, something about a particular type of language. It was, uh, when I get a chance to analyze it more, I'll uh, let you know what it fucking means. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just was, like, dealing with some shit, so I just, like, pushed it to the side in my brain, and I gotta, like, revisit that one later. I got notes like I can fucking read them because we shut all the lights off. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Episode 36 of the Bro Therapy Show. I've looked forward to this moment for a very, very long time. I'm finally here in the flesh with my motherfucking twin. Yo, the energy. Yeah, dog. Energy's crazy. I'm super hyped, too. Came hyped. Yo, you abducted all my energy, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Did I suck it all out of all the energy? Yo, I mean, it's all... Nah, you're good. You're good. I'm slouched over here. Good, we're chilling. Yeah, big chilling, big chilling. I'm glad that you can like be the, be the uh, what is it? You put the words together well the for how master? we feel. Yeah, the the, the head honcho. Yeah. Lead oh, you're just taking me. Lead host. Lead host. Yes, thank you. That's what I need right now. Yeah. Lead host. Lead thank host. you. Trying to step my game up. That's dog. what I was trying to say. Thank trying you. Step That's... up. Trying to step up my game. Okay. All right. Oh, I, I see. Got game now. 
Oh, what you, bro? I've always had game. What you talking about? Oh, they're you about to fight. We're five minutes into the pod, and they're about to like, fight. Man, every time I start up this episode, I get all nervous, and then I'm on the conversation, and then I'm not nervous anymore. Are you nervous right now? Well, I am now. Why? <laughs> why you gotta go air my dirty laundry out there, dude? Listen, I'm just telling you what you told me. Alright. They gonna fight fight. I, I guess we gotta deal with honesty here. We don't fight here. Yo, Mr. Producer, how's your week been? Uh it's been busy, I guess. Pretty busy. Pretty busy guy. Oh my, yeah? Uh, yeah? My family my family's over in uh in Kansas right now. Oh shit, wait. So, uh, Kansas? So I had to do a little bit of babysitting, and that's why I can't be in person. Kansas. What's out in Kansas, man? Without getting too personal, if I may ask. What the fuck's out in Kansas? But, like... Dorothy? Yeah, I was going to say... (laughs) I was going to say tornadoes. Yeah, I didn't want to say tornadoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're on the same vibe, dog. My bad. You want something out there? Yeah. Um, they'll probably tell me when they get back. Oh, yeah. so you don't even know. Yo, they're like, they're like, listen, Ryan, we got to go. We got to go like five states over. We'll be gone a couple of days. They were. They, we'll they we'll catch you up when we get back. They left on Friday. They coming back tomorrow. <clears throat> Yo, that's hype, dude. That's exciting. Uh, well, yeah. No, bro. I'm happy Other than th- that. Kind of just the usual. Just go to work, live life, enjoy everything I have, go to sleep. You enjoy everything you have. Good man. It's good to keep a a grateful heart. You never know that things can change. Things Pretty always cool. change. This too shall pass. Good and bad. Yes, I love that. What was that quote from again? What I just said? Yeah. Um, Do you remember? We've talked about this before. No, I don't. Do you remember? Mm-mm. Well, what I just said? This too shall pass. Good and bad. Oh, yeah. You know, honestly, I think that's a philosophy that's like... This too shall pass. Across, like, a lot of different cultures. and It's just like one of those universal truths. This too shall pass. I believe it as a universal truth. Yo, Ryan, it's most of the things... Like, you said you've been keeping... You've been pretty busy. Uh, Is most of that stuff, like... uh, Positively keeping you busy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't have no uh no negativity hole in here. Bro, that's awesome. That's awesome. Groovy. I did have another story though. Tell us. Uh it's not directly related to me, but my dad was in Alabama for a few days right before they went to Kansas. 
because it's a it was for his job it was a job related thing okay and i i came to found out or came come something i found out uh thursday Mm -hmm. i think that he won an air fryer yo that's a win uh so it's coming eventually that's why he left you home so you can be there to sign for the package when the air fryer comes in the mail it makes sense now i don't, I don't know if those two are related but we'll go with that <laughs> i don't know i kind of like that explanation yeah right <laughs> I'm vibing with that. <clears throat> hey, listen. You've left Ace to speculate. You know what I mean? For all yeah, I know, true. for all I know, he could be out there working with the mafia, or he could be an alien. Hey, alien! Alien is not off the table. It definitely ain't off the table. Like you've, you've never met a human as talented as myself. Exactly what it, it, why I would suspect you to be an alien. Alien. Total alien. Twin, what's been up, dog? Yo, I got diamond in league. Got diamond in league? That's a win. Wow. Yeah, I'm back in diamond. Guy's balling. Now I gotta try to get master. How far away f are you from that? Depends. Maybe like if I had more days off. Uh, no excuses. I could dog. probably, JK. if in a perfect world, I could probably have it. I could probably be high diamond by like a week of playing. Maybe less. I have to win like every single game, although I'm doing pretty decently right now. Like, uh, I think I have like a 85% win rate or something oh, over shit. my last like 20 games or 30 games. I don't remember. I haven't played any video, <coughs> video games lately because, uh, I don't know, I got a lot going on and I just like sometimes feel guilty. Like I can't justify the time. Spending it on it yeah. when like there's like some other things I gotta take care of. So like I can't wait to get through this shit and get this shit figured out so I can get back to having fun on some games. Yeah, no, it's important to have fun though. Yeah, like <clears throat> I I don't know how to us to explain it. Like it's important to have fun. A, a life void of fun is I don't know. A, a life void of fun I might be like uh, A little unwilling to live To be honest What do you mean? I feel like That's fun good. Like, that sounds fun, fun Fun makes the life worth living Yeah So like If you can't have A little bit of fun Like it feels so void of meaning Yeah we are having Technical difficulties Uh oh Hold on. Should we pause? Yeah, we're going to pause. We'll be right back.
Mics are hot. Mics are hot. <clears throat> Anywho, my bad. I was fucking up. I fucked up the the fucking recording equipment. Bullshit. Computer stuff. Good job, buddy. Twin was about to lay down some like some philosophy. Yeah. And I you, fucked you, up the mojo. You broke broke my moment. I don't even know what I was uh, on. Don't even know what I was talking about, honestly. Shake can't tell you. Head. Well, that's all right, because I got a topic, actually. I got a topic that, uh, a question for you guys. Um, you know, you've seen this new AI art? Uh, I think it's a really bad thing. It's a bad thing? I have a terrible, I have an opinion about this. You, are you willing to share it? Yeah, I'm absolutely right. willing to share it. All right, all right. I'm ready, dog. Let me let me get my drink. I'm ready for it. AI <laughs> art. Um, that reminds me, my chalky milk. I forgot my chalky milk. Oh, Uh-oh. don't forget that, dog. Should I wait for him to get back? We'll wait for you to get back, Ryan. Can we talk about how they have? They're already having pumpkin flavored stuff in August. I love it. I love, I love pumpkin stuff. Pumpkin stuff is fire. I love every second. Pumpkin of pie, bro. Oh my god. Yo, you get pumpkin pie, right? And you throw it in the microwave 30 seconds, right? 45 seconds in the microwave. Boom. You get a scoop of vanilla ice cream out the fucking tub. You drop that sucker right on top of the fucking pumpkin pie that's just been warmed up. Oh, you yeah. wash that vanilla ice cream melt on that pumpkin pie and you take a spoon and you get a little bit of both. Oh my god. God, bro, I fucking love pumpkin pie. Woo, that's the pumpkin pie is the shit. I can't Yo, fucking wait for this time of year. Tell me about the. Give me your opinion, bro. Give me your opinion. Oh, on, about uh, AI art. AI art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, generally speaking, um, most AI art algorithms and the machines are using like a conglomerate or not conglomerate like a uh their sample size right they pull from images like they're self-taught right and they pull from like a catalog of images to create the art through like identification of like what particular things are and some of these ai art bots i guess you could call them are trained and are actively using like parts of art of like other artists to create the art like it's it's like not intentionally but it's pulling um it's pulling parts of real art off the web yeah off. and like those artists never really <clears throat> He sees it as like a collective plagiarism. Yeah, it's like co- it's like it's copyright, basically. Yeah. Like, and it's basically stealing the art of these other artists, and then using their art to like take that space without accreditation. I don't know. Like in the art world, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, it's so fucking complicated. Not really though. I think I'm just explaining it too comp- too convolutedly. 
Um, fucking, I probably have a post actually. I can pull up. Why? What's your opinion on it? Um. Well, I don't really have a big opinion on it, although I think it's super interesting, and I know like, um, I've been here. It's been a topic. It's been a hot topic on. Um, the circle of podcasts that I like to listen to. So I figured, why not bring it up? But I do have like an interest, like interesting thought about it. Um, I was, I definitely did not expect that to be your answer. Um, I thought you were going to be like, "Fuck yeah, man! It's art. It's art. So what? The computer makes it. It's art." Oh, that's, that's, that's what I was going to think. I I agree. I, I agree say. with that much. It's just like, I, no, I, I no, no. What you said is, I never even see. I, I'm not even smart enough to think of the way you think, dog. I didn't. I wouldn't even thought of that. But I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that's my opinion, but I just in my head, this whole time I've been thinking about it. That's what I thought you were going to respond with. But my question was. Um, If someone creates, let's say someone starts creating pieces of art using this um, generator. And they start selling it at the boardwalk or something. Right. Can that person call themselves an artist? Say that again. No. All right. Mr. Producer says no. Let me ask Twin again. Um. If somebody starts creating pieces of art using this generator, this okay. AI art generator, and let's say they start selling it at the boardwalk or something, can that person call themselves, can we call them an artist? You didn't catch it again, did you? On the boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> if a motherfucker is making pieces of art, yes, using the AI generator, right? And then he starts selling them at the boardwalk or something. Can he call himself an artist? No. Can we call him an artist? No, because that person uh -huh. did nothing. Right. And then the machine pulled other people's art and just made the thing for them, and now that person's profiting off of them. Because the bot, even without consent, is using their art for reference. Interesting. Well, this is where my mind went. I'm writing a book right now. Dope. Don't I have, like a super huge advantage over someone who was writing a book, a history book at that a hundred years ago. A little bit, just a little bit. Cause I feel like I have like a, like a whole universe full, a universe sized advantage over someone who was writing a history book 60 years ago. 50 years ago. Mm, no. I, mean, I, I don't know. I have 
I have the I library think... of Alexandria right in in the palm of my hand. No, you don't. Not literally. No, not literally. <laughs> I know not literally. I'm just being a jackass. <laughs> oh, I derailed them. No, I'm about to ask you. Okay. You picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah, but, you know, I have people, a very big you know, advantage. regular libraries were really good back then, too, because, like, there was actually a lot of stuff centralized around the libraries. Really? So, like, if you wanted to learn, yeah. you could go to one specific place. There's an advantage to that, too. Like, when all the information is, like a computer, centralized, yeah, it's easier to learn and, you know, work through the stuff or whatever. Like, right. just because you can take this with you and it's on this other plane of reality... It's in the virtual world, this virtual reality. I mean, a lot of that stuff is like stuff that you could probably read in a library book, like of, you know what I mean? Like a, yeah. a one that you're doing research for anyways. All that changed is the, the, the plane of reality. That one's in the digital. That's it. Yeah. And talking about centralized. Yeah. But then you get in there. And there's like, it's like a thousand story shopping mall. And you got to fit, you got to know which store to fucking go into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In that reality. So no, it's almost more complicated. You could argue on some levels. It's if you're, especially who's... if you're ill versed in technology. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Cause they try to get somebody to use something like that. They're probably gonna learn do it easier and quicker just going to the fucking library. Yeah, all right. Let me give you let me give you a situ a scenario right? that happened to me. All right. I've read a book, and this kind of is kind of a segue. Uh, I He's read this book. Out of this topic. I read this book by Colonel Robert Gibbon Johnson, eighteen thirty nine. Right, history book. Uh-huh. It was a I'm going to give it a okay rating. Mm. You all know why later. It's a it's a okay book. And but at the time in my journey, in the time of my investigation, it was a very insightful book. Mm. Probably took me a week and a half to get through it, reading it, mm -hmm. right? And then I go online, Google search, I throw in some keywords relating to the same topic to see if there's just something else out there. Mm -hmm. I find an essay. Wonder what this is. Click on it. It's just three pages. Took me like five minutes to read. And it literally pointed out every error in that book that I just spent a week and a half reading. Okay. It pointed out every error and then maybe it's maybe error. it's anecdotal evidence though Have you you're only pulling from one bad experience you're right you're right i'm just playing devil's advocate no 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 you know you you're playing your role yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah so that's not fair to cast judgment like that i don't know <clears throat>
I feel you. What if it was just, a, you know, you just happened to pick a bad book? But or, no, point, sorry, not a bad book. An okay book. Yeah, okay book. Um, No, but remember, the point Because the there's point plenty is, of bad articles, too. The point is you the didn't advantage. Ta- you didn't look through, you didn't have, like, look through a bunch of kind of books like that. Like, you did. At that like, point, no. Like, you could look through think about all the oh i'm sorry think about all the articles uh-huh. that you're looking through right you pulled up on the internet back to this plane of reality mm-hmm. each of those articles is a book it's just in the virtual world and this book in the real world you didn't have that many options to look through when you were yeah so it's not even fair to compare the time spent there because you even had options yeah and then you talk about the quality of the book it's like well you could pick out the good article i'm sure if you had options for books you probably would have picked a book that you thought potentially could have been even better yeah right right but you didn't have that option no and then we're talking about like how easy it was well i mean there's look at all these different things yeah you're right there's a lot of factors here and i feel really you know i'm really digging like that idea of like explaining how the virtual world is like this over fabric or under fabric of like existence now like that is a space right that exists yeah and you can really think about a lot of these things like when you compare them to real world objects like a library Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a really good way to get the point across like think about the internet as a big library right but it's just in the virtual world Mm mm-hmm and then you can go up to the front desk and ask, hey, do you have a book on whatever? And you can literally get a million results for that. Just like, But before the internet and, virtu- and all that virtual world, that's what it was. If you wanted shit, library, newspapers. Yeah, man. That was it. That's, yeah. And word of mouth. Oof. Oh, and uh, TV. TV Eventually. used to be huge yeah. when TV came out. A radio. Fucking radio. That was the other one. Radio was really... People would literally, like, have... In the living rooms, you'd have, like, a big radio radio set that would just be, like, sitting there, and you just sit around and play, play with toys, and the radio set would be going, and... My, my grandpa told me stories like that when he was younger. And then he told me, like, there was times where, like... When the TV went off, it went off. Like, the real early, early stages of people being able to have, like, an affordable TV set in their house. Like, at a certain... Like, we, we've we always experienced late-night TV and yeah, yeah, yeah. shit we shouldn't know is playing on. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Nah. Like, TV went off. Like, when it went off, it went off. Like... At the at a certain yeah, time every like night, the, American it wasn't twenty four hour. Yeah, pro, it yeah. wasn't twenty four hour programming. It was like they tuned in from like the radio punch in, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said a flag would come up, the Star Spangled Banner would start playing, and he was like, "That's it. You knew it was a wrap. There was no more TV <laughs> for the rest of the night." <laughs> Yo, that's Oh, man. See what I mean? Like, reality changes all the time. Yeah, you're right, dude. You're right. Well, let's talk about another reality changing. Uh, a whole journey here that, that like, I made. Okay. 
back like episode three, four, somewhere in that like ballpark. Uh, we talked about Colonel Robert Gibbon Johnson, tomato guy. Yeah, you remember that, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right. So, all right, not a pleasant way. Like, you guys gotta rock with me here. I'm gonna try to explain this experience that I had because somebody reached out to me and like took someone of significance reached out to me and took the time to help me uh, see my own errors and learn something. You know what I mean? Like it took somebody having patience and taking the time to actually like teach me. And uh, I'll get to that in a second. But um, back episode three, four, whatever, whenever it was, we were talking about it. I was talking about the guy kind of highly because there was things that I didn't know about him at that time. And he was like, as far as I know, he was celebrated in like Salem City community. Um, they have a tomato festival every year. And uh, so they celebrate him and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> I mean, apart from the really evil shit that he did, like if you don't know that side of him, you would think that like Colonel Johnson had like an extraordinary life. But um, the whole tomato thing where he ate the tomato to prove to everybody that it wasn't poisonous, like, it probably did happen. But as far as we know from, like, uh, a scientific, like, history standpoint, it probably was, like, over-exaggerated. Like, the story. The story that we celebrate is, like, folklore that was over-exaggerated. Like... Maybe something happened. Maybe he put a small demonstration on for a few people, but it became something much larger later. And we don't even know if it's like the facts of the story are even true. That being said, um, I found out, and I think I even told you guys later on a different episode later on that like he was actually a slave owner. And, um, he owned a slave named uh, Amy Hetty Reckless. And I've been uh, posting about her. Uh, I got a history TikTok, history rundown. And if you want to know more about her, you can go check check all that stuff out. But um, once I learned these facts about him, I have not shut up about it. I'm talking to everyone about it. I'm like shining as much light on it as I can. And... I'm not getting any good feedback about it. 99.99% of people are annoyed with me because I'm shining so much light on it. Like I'm starting to become a nuisance. And I've heard things like, uh, you can't judge a man for what was legal at the time, or you can't judge a man for what was socially normal at the time. And I don't know, just real baffling things. And my argument to that is always like, there were there were like people fighting for that cause then. Yeah, like, no, no, yeah, there was people against it at the time. Yeah, for it to even change. People who were giving up their life to fight against yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that that argument goes out the window, but I just could not get over the fact 
that like we celebrated this guy for something we didn't know was a fact or not, but completely ignored this actual fact that's just incredibly horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like I wasn't up to date, up to speed with what was actually happening in the community. I kind of was away from the uh, community for a few years and I've just been back like the past year. So, um, I've been also posting about the Salem city library and you can find all that shit on those socials that I just mentioned, but next to the library on the corner is an abandoned gas station. And I remember as a little kid, like it, operating i remember the guy who operated it and probably around like nine ten years old it went out of business and it sat abandoned ever since i'm 32 now like well over 20 years it's been abandoned so this shit's pretty cool right here lowe's i guess i don't know who acquired the property or how the property ended up in the hands of the library but Lowe's donated $35,000 to this um, to this project. And it's to renovate this abandoned gas station building there. And they're going to make it a um, resource and activity center for the community, for the kids and the seniors and everything. And it's grouped up with the library, so you know it's a it's a good thing. And they're calling it the Amy Hetty Reckless Center, right? Beautiful. And I'm thinking, right, like that's perfect. This this place sat sat abandoned, and like, um, who better who better to honor than than Amy Hetty Reckless? And, and like shine light on her story. But they were doing this like they were honoring her and like talking about this project or whatever. They were going to do it on the um, opening, opening day of the tomato festival. Think about that for a second. Yo. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Damn. I should have been more prepared. I'm trying to uh I'm trying to find find the post so I can um be be correct about it. Here we go. Alright, so Stand Up for Salem made a post talking about what's happening with this abandoned gas station building, right? And they on their post they say uh, come out to this address next to the library to celebrate the groundbreaking for the Amy Hetty Reckless Center. This event will kick off our Salem City Tomato Festival. With the help in the form of grant from Lowe's, we are able to make necessary improvements to activate this space into something meaningful to our community. Under the management of the library, this place will be a place to gather with programming, clubs, and community events. I shared it 
reposted it, and I said, I grew up seeing this place operate as a gas station, and then I watched it sit abandoned for a few decades. So happy to see it go to such a great cause, and who better to honor than Hetty Reckless? Excuse me. If you don't know who she is, take a stroll through my TikTok where I've covered her story. Although as a historic enthusiast, I find it very ironic that we celebrate her with the start of the Tomato Festival, considering she was a slave of Colonel Robert Gibbon Johnson, the man we celebrate with the Tomato Festival every year. Wait, Wait it's heading it? Huh? I thought this, they were doing it like in protest. Like there was a separate thing. No. No. They got this they got this abandoned property. They're turning it into a resource center for the community. But why are they selling They named it after Hetty Reckless. They're honoring Hetty Reckless and they're doing it on the the opening day of the Tomato Festival, which honors Colonel Robert Gibbon Johnson. Okay, it's not I thought okay. Wait, I'm confused. Are they... You're confused because your brain doesn't want to go to something that awful. Like, your brain is is fucking not calculating right now because no way in the fucking world would anyone logical do something like this. I, I'm so confused. The building... Are they... They're, I they're say heading the festival? Yeah. Why? Well, I was wrong. I was wrong. So I put this up there, right? Because I went I fucking crazy. I went crazy because I'm like, how are you going to honor a woman who ran away from slavery because she was being treated so poorly by these people, moved to Philadelphia, immediately started safe houses in Philadelphia, became a part of the Underground Railroad, and started an anti-slavery Woman's Foundation. You're honoring her at the opening of a festival that honors the 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 person who owned her and mistreated her. What? So I said all that, and then, uh, Councilwoman Cheryl Klein from Salem City reached out to me via Facebook comment and she said upon discovering Hetty's history with RGJ Colonel Johnson and his wife he was basically kicked out of the tomato festival given no recognition at all except for his cruel involvement in Hetty's life the tomato was a staple product with the Heinz manufacturing plant which is the reference we prefer today when I think back to my childhood, I can still smell its delicious aroma. Thank you for sharing, and I can't wait to watch your videos. So, what I didn't know is that the community was aware of what Colonel Johnson really was all about. And they already booted him from the festival, and he's not celebrated there anymore. And he gets no recognition except for the fucked up shit that he did. Because we honor Hetty's life. So, yeah. It was so pretty were, dope. So I, they were based. I, I like, what do you mean? Like, 
whenever they made that change to the festival, the people that made that change were pretty based because they were, I mean, people, for whatever reason I can't comprehend, still buck back about stuff like this today. Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, like they're, they're, the fact that they already had it all done, done like that's, that's something that you would hear about, you know, like this place did this in the news now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah like, they were like, like, well, we, it's so, so I don't want to say ahead of their time because it's like the fact that this fucking discussion even needs to be had and like we feel it necessary to like that we have to fight a fight. Because, because there's, there's people, people to fight about, about it with, with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like we should be past this at this point, and we're not. Same. Same. Like, what the, well, I don't yeah. fucking get it. I reached out to her, and I thanked her. You know, th- I, I said, thank you for taking the time to inform me of this. Uh, it was very helpful, and I can change my stance on the festival. Because I fucking hated that festival. No? Yeah. Uh, I'm a historian at heart because I like how professional she. I mean, she's has to be, but yeah, I like how she handled it. Well, funny enough, that's respectable. Councilwoman Klein, she was a second grade math teacher. Yours? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Like, uh, she she's been a teacher my whole entire life. I graduated with her son. Mm-hmm. I discovered that rediscovered this after I like looked into who she was after she reached out to me. She told me she retired from teaching. She was working with the administration for a little bit, retired from that, and now she's she's councilwoman and she's working in the community. I'm like dope. dope. That's super dope. Love it. And I said thank you for taking that time to 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 teach me. Yeah. Everyone was fucking critical about me being a little nuisance about. The story, this thing that I was passionate about, yeah, this story. Oh, the festival. So you feel? Do you feel like some kind of vilification too? What do you mean? Maybe vilification is the wrong word. Like, there was a point in time where you were. Did you always feel about that? Feel a certain way about that festival, or was there a time, in which? You thought it was, the festival was like really interesting, and then you found out about the bad stuff, and then that got ruined. Like that idea of like this festival thing. So then you had to accept the new reality, and then you were like, "Well, this guy's a fucking piece of shit." Yeah. And then you had to relive that. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. At the end. I had to reevaluate it. Because it's like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. No, no, but even, no, I mean, like, at the end, end, too, like, in this situation, right? Yeah. That it kind of, like, harps all the way back, like, full circle in a way. Yeah, because, like, well, I was... Because that's where your stance was kind of in the beginning, but it's, like, life just brought you on a little history lesson, and now you're back at... Now you're back at the beginning. And I can enjoy it. And now you at least know the history. Yeah. Like, it did, like, this whole fucking loop. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... That's a good observation. I right? Like that. Hell yeah. I, I, I hope you really, I, yeah. yeah. I'm, I feel like that you said that, you really get what I'm trying to yeah, say here. Right? right? Life did its own little 360 right there. Man, I love this shit. I love this shit, man. 
That's so awesome though that there's that um councilwoman. Yeah, because the implication of all the other stuff is like, look, so they have this festival and they did do this thing and then they did name this after and all the good things that happened are all like, well, good things. I mean, like the recognition and the story being out. Yeah. Like it just makes it that much better. Man, and she she's doing good, man. Shout out to her for everything that you just said, because like we started talking in private, too, and. She's like trying to explain to me what this project is with the Heady Reckless Center and stuff. And she's like, you know, I've always told my taught my told my students and I, I still say it. I'm like, you walk around town, you walk around Salem City, you look around, look at all the street names. They're either fruits, trees or old white men. And it's like she goes, Salem City is a diverse community and it's always been a diverse community. And it needs to be recognized and honored for it. And it's going to take things like this, standing up, shining light on the truth, move forward. I knew Heinz was like a big thing in Salem, but that like never dawned on me because like, I don't know if I was just pre- too preoccupied with Colonel Johnson and this bullshit or if like I don't know what it was but that thing over, whole, like it over I overlooked that whole 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 situation I feel like uh sometimes it's just easy to get lost in the sauce yeah especially when there's passion involved right yeah and so many feelings and you're very passionate about your feelings and the things you believe in, so you want to stand by it, and then you come across something that makes you feel away, and you're like, "Nah, man, this ain't right." Yeah. And then you just keep going because you're just so passionate about like standing up for what's right. And then they're like, "Yeah, we're we figured we figured that, so we uh got rid of that stuff already years ago." I was happy with it because I was really, really fucking dumbfounded for a second. Like, there's no way. Like, you know those moments when you're like, let me pinch myself. Am I, is this reality right now? Have I slipped into another? Life humbled you. What, what do you mean? Tell me, tell me, tell me more. I, 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 I believe in humility. I, humility is a very Life humbled thing. you, right? So like. You're very um, interested in history, right? Yeah. And you were being very passionate about a topic that you believe in, mm-hmm. and rightfully so, I believe in it as well, and standing up for what you believe is wrong. I believe in that as well. And, um, right, so life comes along, and it's like, yeah, you like to be bullheaded about the things that you believe in. You like to, uh, you like to, uh, you think you're like really good at history, huh? And you know your shit. <laughs> All right. Tell us how much you know. Go ahead. Go, go. Yeah. Tell us. Fight that fight. All right. Now here's the history. <laughs> <laughs>
And then you just got to sit there and be like, damn, life really just tried to just, like, play me. Like, life hum... You may have not realized it, but maybe life was trying to humble you. Maybe you don't even need the humbling. And I'm just creating this whole scenario. No, it's good, head. dog. Humi- I, yo, I fucking... Humility is a great thing. And I think Do you understand what I'm trying to I say? Do. I do. Yep. Yeah. But it's weird to say it like that because I feel like that aside, you don't carry yourself like that. Nah. You don't carry yourself like this history, know-it-all... Like, blah, da, 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 you know. Yo, it's funny you say that because my kids, my kids take great pride that I know my shit, right? Mm -hmm. Because they'll fucking argue. They'll argue you, bro. Yeah. Yo, like their friends and shit. My my son had this one little friend, right? And there's nothing wrong with it, dude. The little kid thought the world of his father. Great. That's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, what I said. I mean, yeah, that's there. awesome. That he, means he uh, thought the world of his father. That means uh, that's that's good. When kids look up to their parents, that's always nice. This guy is as dumb as wet cardboard. The dad, right? And everyone knows no it. Everyone knows it. Like everyone knows it. And uh, I'm kidding, by the way. Okay. I'm completely kidding. Okay. No one can see it, but I could see it in your face that, like, your feelings was just hurt because I said the guy was as dumb uh, as wet cardboard. Yeah, I'm like, that's I'm mean. I'm kidding. That's mean. Kind of. He's kind of dumb, but I'm kidding. Okay, it's banter. Um, anywho, I feel like I ruined my own joke because I hurt your feelings. No, I'm chilling. <laughs> uh, but this kid, like, is telling my son like so your kid owns their kid is what this is going to lead up to about some history knowledge that you spit facts on yeah yeah basically tell like, it no it, there was no like specific situation i was just sitting there watching it like my son was like he he was telling my son how smart his dad was when it came to history okay and and my son was like yeah that's cool like but like my dad knows a lot about history and the kid was like, yeah, but probably not more than my dad. And like my son was trying to tell him like base, I could see it in his face. He was trying to express it to the kid. Like basically what he was trying to say was like, I know that we both think our dad is smart, but I'm really trying to tell you that like, that's my dad's thing. So he's really smart. With mm. it. You know what I mean? He was trying to tell him, like, I know your dad's yeah. smart with it, but I'm trying to, like, my dad. Yeah. Is, no one knows more than my dad with history. And my dad's crazy yeah. and with it. And the kid's, it. like, not more than my dad. And then he's, like, looking at me, like. <laughs> like, you're supposed to say something, yeah, like, like, crush this dad. kid's yeah. <laughs> treat yeah. his view of his father. Yeah, it's funny. Because, yeah. yo, that, the, the, the dad was over. And actually does like tell me history facts and shit. And nine times out of ten, he's completely wrong. But like, I have this thing where like, it sounds rude when I say it, but like, I don't argue with fools. Okay. So like, the first time I might be like, oh no, that actually didn't happen that way. It was like, it happened this way or whatever. I might, 
And then like depending on the feedback, I'll know, okay, this is a like reasonable, logical person who can take feedback back and like have discourse with each other and we can learn from each other. Or this is someone who just knows it all, can't be told any differently and like knows it for a fact. Okay. And those people you can't have discourse with. You try. You can try. You can try. You be unsuccessful most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. So that's my But I like to fight for that. I like to fight for that. Arguing with a fool. I like to fight for that trying to be successful at least just a tiny bit. Yeah. Because that means I'm making a difference. Yeah. Like I'm Yo, helping, like this, I'm helping, like this all started out because that's like, the point of talking and debate and stuff, right? Yeah, is to, get to try somewhere. to win. You want to try to win people over, but it's or never convince. Be them. honest, be honest. It's never, it's never fun talking to a know-it-all who has a little bit of an ego issue. It's never fun, bro. At least give me that much. I kind of find it fun. Oh my god! You hear this, Mister Producer? This this sadistic person sitting next to me thinks it's fun. I I've you know how much of my life I've literally spent. You probably live for that moment. Oh, it's so great watching people get all worked up, and you just keep, okay. All right, you, all right, you all right. Say, I know wait, what you're saying. You now. just that sit there fun. and debate them, and no, but no, like I no, because I like the intellectual debate. Yeah. Oh, air, air quote intellectual debate, like. I don't know. Like you like I healthy play, discourse I play, with reasonable people. You I dig know, that. I like having discourse. Period. But uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, if I'm at work, it's halfway through a shift. I'm tired. I'm bored as shit. Yeah, I'll I entertain no, no, no. Some Listen, bro. Shit. I but I have I've had discourse with people on topics for like a year, like every day. Like at least they got like. 20 minutes of my day of me discoursing (laughs) about this particular topic for a fucking year and anytime like they had it up to through the roof they would just fuck you always knew when somebody had enough because they they always just laugh or like they type out their laugh and they're just like i'm like oh he's like i'm like i win like when when the other guy just cannot say anything or other person can't say excuse me anything anymore you know you like yeah because then it it becomes this other thing it becomes like some like thing to discredit or something to like they don't care or something like whatever like no no no. you definitely cared this whole time (laughs) enough to even definitely have this conversation or debate for as long as we have i fucking live for that bro yo this, I live for it. This conversation started out supposed to be like cute and my kids like taking pride that their dad like is really into something and like, you know, and it turned into just like me sounding like like an egotistical jerk. Bro, so back to the yeah, back to the original <laughs> point. Life uh life tried to humble you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Life tried to humble you with the <clears throat> that whole history know it all. Yeah. Look, look how the universe works. Damn, it's universe. an interesting way to think about it, huh? Does the universe care about us enough individually to work any way outside? Why of do you, the okay? Way? No, no, no. Why do we assume that it has to care 
for this to happen. Ooh. Okay. Why do we? Why are we trying to? I ass- think because assign that, a like, feeling. It probably has something to do. Are we projecting? With, ooh, I, that's where I was about to go. Yeah, yeah. But yo, if you want to get profound and and all fucking in the stars with this shit, um, I have a question. Sure, hit me for both of y'all. Dig deep in the archives of your memory. Bro, I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all can't see me. My head is on the back of this couch right now. All right. Was there ever a moment that you can think back in your childhood or teenagehood, whatever? Um, Is there there an unprofound, I'm going to use the word unprofound moment that happens that ends up having like a profound impact on you like something just something you don't really even think much of while it's happening but then like later on for some reason that one thing just stuck with you or something i don't know i'll give you an example my example like when i'm like 10 11 years old um we had a Dyfus worker come to the house to like talk to us and stuff like um, a routine checkup. And I remember being in the other room and the lady talking with my mom and asking her like a series of questions and shit like the routine thing. And I remember the lady asking my mom, does he have survival skills? And my mom was like, yeah. And she was like, no, but does he have, like, real survival skills? Like, if there was an emergency and he was just dropped somewhere in the middle of nowhere, like, nowhere near you, anyone he knew, like, he was just in an emergency situation all alone, all on his own, can he get through it? Can he? Does he have good survival skills? And my mom was like, yeah, he does. And, like, she was explaining a little bit. For some reason, that always stuck with me. Like, I've always, like, I still see that. Damn, she, she really believed, like, the belief, like, not even hesitation in the, the belief. Yeah. She's like, no, like, you, my son is, like, very. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And it, it I think why, it's weird because, like, when she was saying it and describing it. He's talented. It, you don't I understand. Feel it. He's I talented. Feel it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Was I could feel it. To when she convince was her. But but because she truly believed it too in yeah, her heart of hearts. And I could feel that she Yeah, she that energy. It, yeah. Right? But that didn't transcend into any of her actions. So like when it like my whole life when it came to her actions, like I didn't hear those kinds of things. You know what I mean? So but then hearing that, it was like having like feeling like You knew it my least mom that believed in me. You knew that like Despite the inability to understand through actions that it still existed. Yeah. So you have to like compartment. I don't know. Maybe this is bad advice. I compartmentalize that kind of stuff. Uh And I'm like, well, this was a bad thing they did. But I can't let the bad things they did like undershine the fact that like this person did care about me or whatever. And. They just sucked at showing it or didn't know how to show it or whatever, whatever, whatever their holdups are. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes just knowing that there's that care is enough. Yeah. 
It was like it was deeper than care, though. It was like there was nothing to be proud of, but it was like belief. Yeah, man, belief. Like, yeah, it's just belief. Belief has its own thing. Like, when there's somebody that you really care about, and you, you just want you just want them to believe in you so bad. Yo. There's like, I know I asked you a question and I should be getting your guys' feedback. And right sometimes now, you like you, want other people to believe in you so bad because you just like are trying to get yourself to believe in yourself and you feel like them believing in you will be enough for you to believe in yourself. Yo, you tripped me out, dog. You tripped me out. You're sending me down all these... You're just fucking shooting me down all these different, like, rabbit holes right now. Hold on. I got to go down this one, though, right now. Like, yo, I wonder if, like, we all possess some type... Like, we all possess the same talents. The same possibility of talents are in all of us. And it just maybe takes something to spark or, like, activate that, like, genetic or that possibility in you. Like... Shit just seems too fucking... I feel like I'm about to derail you. Oh, here we go again. You've all, I'm on like the four fucking derailed right now. And you're about to derail me again. Yeah, okay, but I but feel like, said, like shit in life just feels too fucking destined. Like, it's like a oh, mixture of destiny. It's like a mixture of destiny and deja vu just like mixed all together. Because it's like I get to these moments where it's like these familiar moments. And it's like... Now it all makes so much fucking sense, man. It makes so much fucking sense. Bro. And I think I'm getting therapy through the history. Because, like, I'm learning so much about myself in these weird ways. And maybe I'm just projecting and maybe I'm just putting crazy shit together. Nah. But, like, I found out that the English part of my ancestry, of my ancestors, all came, like, all the different English families spread out through my whole family tree they all come from the same place in england northumberland and this place is an ancient county and it goes back like jesus christ the fucking first second century and like literally throughout all of history it's like they were loyal but yet when shit wasn't happening that they felt was right, they were rebellious as fuck. It's like, oh shit. Is that why I'm so antisocial? Where I can't fucking like deal with anyone telling me what to do or deal with rules and structures? Like, is this shit just encoded into my DNA yeah, to be a fucking us, rebel? That doesn't make us all the same. Like, wasn't your original point like we're all capable or Yeah, like we all have we all had the same possibilities in us, like when it comes to talent. Yeah, but I feel like according and yeah, something just but like sparks I kinda, it, but something that's uh, the, but the, activates but, it. But, but the, the thing, thing is, is like I feel like the history of your family's history of their genes and all that, like psychology and stuff. I don't know metaphysical shit, like gets imbued into your very essence because it's part of what makes 
your bodily form. Huh. Right? Yeah. Be it's their that culmination of their genetics. Their past lives. And like this is like some future projection of all their past lives. So you're all like this one like living instance basically across time. Yo, that's crazy, man. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah, I know what you mean. Isn't that trippy? That's trippy as fuck. You know what's crazy about that? That like that's a significant which also like all thing. of our own experiences are unique. It's weird, right? Because it's both things at the same time. It's, it's all weird. Things. Right. Yeah. It's so significant what you just said, but what's so fucking crazy is that like I have cousins, right? That share this maybe the same like genetic story. Yeah. It's like these things are significant as fuck, but at the same time, they're only like significant if you pay attention or you want them to be. Like you're open to them to be significant. Yeah, or you, you have to even think about it in the first place. Like, yeah. I don't know. Do most people think? My other question would be do most people even think this deeply about these topics? Probably not. Not because they're incapable, but like. Mainly because they don't have a mental illness like myself. Or like, I just feel like most people don't. Maybe it's just my introvertedness that doesn't allow me to understand that this is a normal thing. Yeah. But like, I feel like most people don't have conversations like we have no no and that's what makes this whole thing appealing in the first place yeah you're trying to be nice to us right now you can be honest bro we're not normal i'm not trying to be nice okay i'm just i'm just wondering i'm like having this like no 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 i'm it was like a i felt like i was trying to i don't know i felt guilty in some way because it sounded like i was saying like bigger than myself or like thinking i'm bigger than myself like an ego moment yeah but i wasn't egoing and i'm like damn what if people think i'm egoing no no i don't think that i don't think that that's what how it everyone else heard it normally people i don't think go this deep on trying to self-reflect and understand their no, this is this is unique to us. Cumulative, We've always been this way. Cumulative, crazy existence, crazy. Yo, so I decided like every time, and I'm not gonna say nothing else outside of this quick little statement I'm about to make, and you can be like, "Cool shit, bro," and we'll move on. But I decided, right? I finally figured out. I put the pieces together. I know what I want to write about, and every time I'm fucking manic, I start writing a book. Yeah? Yeah, until I'm not manic no more and I lose the juice. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck this book. And I put it away. And then when I get manic again, I'm like, I bust that fucking book out. And I'm like, oh, I'm just fucking shit. going crazy writing this book. Yeah. I'm just following the fucking waves of, of mania right now. Nice. Yeah. Hey, look. Take your mental illness and fucking utilize it. If you it, it, Make it a useful tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it useful. Make it useful. Mr. Producer, talk to us. You ain't said shit in so long. I was admiring your conversations. Was it a good one? I feel like they're all good ones. Oh, oh Mr. Producer. You, you, uh, I will say this. 
to to add on to the derailing. Yeah. You, uh, you sent me some stuff earlier that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Oh no. Oh um now I'm fucking doing the thing. I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, we we need to. Oh my God! You're talking about the common. We gotta we gotta pause the podcast. We gotta pause. Uh, okay. Well, how much time we, dude? We can't. You were talking about like your life experience and everything. Yeah. And I was. I'm sorry, but like I was listening to this thing Duncan Trussell said, and you just like I just want to play it for you. Because I feel like it's so important to this moment to hear this, like, because c- we were just going so deep into it, yeah. That like I don't want to lose that. Like I think it's important that you hear that. All right. All right. We can do that. We going to pause. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So we'll take a break, listen to it, and come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Mr. Producer will give us the topics. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. earlier. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. We're going to take a break. So, like, like on, on that, that infinite reoccurring life thing, and then that they talk about like living through those moments and the significance of those moments. And the whole point was to be like, what would it take for you to feel like um, the moments are worth reliving? Like, that, that whole point of the thought experiment, experiment is to make you, like, analyze if you're happy with your life or not. Oh, and, okay. like, for you to take the value in the mo- in the good parts of life. Yeah. And then, take, but take it with the suffering, too. Uh, so it's like, if you're forced into a situation, like, the demon approaches you and t- just tells you, hey, you're going to have to relive this life potentially an infinite amount of times. Two things. One, now you you want to evaluate, you know, have you lived your life up until this point between the highs and the lows where you think, like, the highs are worth experiencing? Like, you're happy. Yeah. You understand they'll be suffering, but you, you'll go into that great beyond or whatever. You know, with yeah. no regret, you'll be like, with something to look forward to, rather. Like, you think back to your memories, and you're like, oh, great, I get to re-experience that. Like, those moments being big enough for you to happily go on to the next step, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the other half is, well, if not, or you feel like you could have made more, well, you still have time ahead of you, and you don't know what's coming up around the corner. So all you can do is try your best and uh, make sure you really enjoy, intensely enjoy those those little moments of brilliance. As much as you can. Yeah, as much as you can because uh, talking about like the power of life, I guess at that point, right? I guess the key and would be how much be... you're valuing those moments of life. Because it, it, yeah, it's just it's a thought experiment. I think the key would be um, practicing being mindful and and 
keeping your eyes open to those uh, to those things. And earlier you had this all stemmed off of you having asked me and Ryan if we ever had a moment where we like can think about like a vulnerable moment where we think back and we're like, wow. Yeah, unprom- uh, unprofound moment that had a profound impact. Uh, yeah, so like a simple thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I can think of a couple. I mean, for me, like a lot of... I don't know. There's like a lot of... Um, I could, I'll name off a couple. Like maybe one was like when I built my first computer and my dad was like super stoked when he found out that I had built it because my dad was a mechanic yeah but like we never really clicked on anything really because I was mostly like gaming stuff although he would game sometimes but he was like very into his handwork and like carpentry and working on cars and stuff like that right yeah and when he found out that I built the computer he was just like that's his world the building stuff right 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 he's like wait you built that like the thing you're doing you built the machine so like he would you know in his head i mean technically it's the same yeah like it would be as if you built a car yeah in a way yeah and he's like he was so stoked about it and he was so i could it's such a simple thing but like i could just see how proud he was in a way or just like genuinely happy i don't think there were was many moments that i could like recall where i ever saw him so like uh-huh. You know, yeah. this ecstatic about something. Yeah. Like, where almost like you see, like, the kid come out in them for, like, a brief moment. Yeah. The, for some reason, I don't know why, at least in my experience, like, seeing your parents genuinely, truly, truly excited about something where that that inner child comes out and then you're just, like, so stoked. Yeah. And, like, ready and pumped. Yeah. So that was like a simple one, I guess. Other ones would probably be like, I don't know, he would play like Hot Wheels with me sometimes and we would like sit and yeah, I used to ask him a lot now that I think about it to like play Hot Wheels with me. I have like so many old Hot Wheels and we, that was another way I would like connect with him is because he's in a car. So like he'd be willing to get me like these hot wheels and i would play with all these little cars all the little hot wheels we had our like favorite he would get like muscle cars and stuff all his favorite kind of i mean i like he made me like muscle cars too you know and muscle cars are fucking cool like oh yeah just look cool they look they look so cool fuck yeah yeah um But yeah, it's those little things like uh, I would always be like, yo, let's play, let's play like on the with the race cars or with the Hot Wheels on the tracks. And they were the, I used to have the ones that were like, you'd have a bunch of black ones. Yeah. And then there's the white middle piece that you have to stick underneath the track to connect the two pieces. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And you'd just have like a whole stack of these like little white connectors that slide inside of the of the tracks to hold them uh-huh. and they would go everywhere trying to find them. But yeah, just building tracks and shit. I remember that's simple. I don't know. I'm trying to think like what else? Ryan, do you have any? 
The only one that I could think of was, uh, it was when I was still in middle school, and this was right after the divorce happened between my parents, and, or maybe it happened in high school. All I know is that, uh, there was, like, a period of time where no no one believed what I said because they were under the impression that I was too young to understand anything. But, I, uh, it, it proved itself later that I understood more than they thought I did. But I did have uh, a teacher that actually believed in me and believed what I said, and uh, and I appreciate her for that. Yeah. Damn! Shout out to them teachers. I remember we built a kite once. A kite? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's an unprofound, profound moment. Because I think about that. It's like, I, I think that's like one of the core memories that, one of those core memories that I think about. Like when I think back to my childhood or if somebody ever, if somebody like were to tell me to think about happy times with my dad. Like, that would probably be one of the first things that like popped up in my head it was like one time we were in the garage and I was a kid obviously um <laughs> and we we would fly kites but like we this time we were building a kite yeah so like we had like the sticks and stuff and you cross the sticks and then he showed me how you get like paper and then you wrap the paper around the outside of the kite once you make the x and then you fold it in and stuff and then he let, and then I drew on it. So then we just like drew pictures on the kite together, and made like our own design on the kite. And then he had like leftover rags from working on the. He had just a bucket of rags, like yeah. ripped, ripped up stuff. For that's what happens when you work on cars and stuff. You just yeah. have like th any old clothes. That's a rag, rag, right. rag. Um. Fucking, we still do it, honestly. Hell yeah. Um. And, uh, oh my God, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> rags? Kites. Kites, yeah. Oh, and we would rip up the the rags so they were all, like, threaded yeah. and tie little um, ribbons down the string of the kite with, like, these old greased up, like, car mechanic rags yeah and yeah, then yeah. we'd go out to my old like my elementary school and they had this huge fucking sports field and we'd go out there and it'd be real foggy because usually it'd be like in the morning uh if we did go because i was usually up pretty early too and uh we'd go out there and it'd be foggy but like just light enough and then like fly the kite because oh, it'd be like a nice little wind usually <laughs> if there was fog fog in florida it's like around the kind of time of year where it's like a little windy 
almost like kind of stormy. Yeah. And I bet you, I bet you like whenever it feels like it did that day outside, whenever you feel it, like it feels like that now, you probably remember that day. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yep. I love that. I love those like, I can't think of any right now, but that moment right there, like you walk outside and like the temperature is just at a certain place. The smell is just at like a certain place and like the lighting is at a certain place. I have and it's one. Like, yeah. It's the right time of the year. And it's, the but right, I don't know what it is. And it's like, Oh, I remember that. I remember that time. Like automatically takes you back to a time. You ever just like get all super, super bundled up. Like when it snowed out. Uh huh. Super bundled up and just like fall over and just lay in the snow. Just lay no, there in snow. silence in the snow. No. What? I hate snow. Bro, next. Okay. If it snows this winter, you have to do it. Snow has always been a huge inconvenience to me. Listen, you just got to do it. You got you to gotta do it. You gotta, I don't know how you gotta try. Live. Where it's fucking smooth. So what you do is you just bundle feet up every other week. Just bundle up, and I want you to just fall into the snow and let it catch you, right? Yeah. And just lay there. You know, I might. And I have, want you to. And I, I want have you to, done that as a child. I want you to just stare up at the sky, and lay there where you fell. Because now that you describe while it, the I, sun while the snow's like hugging you, I, I feel and like you I like feel know. like the earth is like holding you in place. <laughs> Because the snow is like so firm around your body, yeah, yeah, that it's like this like Mother Earth is giving soft, you tight. A, a, it's like the soft a tight wet hug, snow hug, a wet and, cold hug. And I want you to like think about like how quiet and peaceful it is, because for like it fucking especially out here, like when it snows, and depending on what time of day it is, although it doesn't even really matter. And you're sitting there laying in the snow. You got a hood up because you don't want your ears getting snow on. And you're just looking up and it's so quiet. It's like this weird quietness, like the quietness of a dream. You know, like for some like dreams are so loud, <clears throat> but they're visually and like mentally loud. But when you try to think of like what the dream sounded like, it's that same kind of essence. What do dreams sound like? Do you know what I mean, Ryan? I don't. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I'm just saying, like, that's an interesting thought. What do dreams sound like? I'm not even going. You always send me down rabbit holes. I'm not even. I'm not taking a bait. I don't give a and, fuck. What and relating sound like. it back to what I was dreams saying, though. I have a BGM. No, but like relating it back to what I was saying though too, that that's what that feels like. Yeah. Like when you're laying there in the snow and you're just looking up and it's silent, it's that same like weird like comforting silence. Yeah. And while the earth is like, I'm telling you, bro, it's a weird like, it's one of those experiences for me because you had brought up, is there a certain kind of weather 
Oh, or whatever okay, that makes you feel away. Yeah, I don't know what that feeling is, yeah. or like what I'm relating it back right. to, because I can't think of any particular instance. Is it nostalgia? But what I can say is something about it, like just has this. Oh, this sounds so corny. The nobody could see me rolling my eyes <laughs> and like making a gross face at myself. It has like this. The experience that I described has its like own aura. Yeah. And you yeah. do it and like you're like this aura is like this feels so familiar. Yeah. Like why does this feel so safe and familiar? And then you just let and it's just a weird feeling. It's a very weird feeling. It's one of those feelings that but in a good way, a very good weird feeling. Like you're trying to inner explore yourself and there's something that you're missing that's like hiding from you you just can't figure it out all along you just needed a a hug from the snow i hate snow let me tell you this i'm not <laughs> to derail you um the sound that snow makes uh, when you step in it. It's so nice. Gives me the chills. Crunchy. It cringes. It's so crunchy. It makes me feel so cringe. I like feeling it like get uh, all like unevenly compressed under your feet. It's the same and noise. It, like, it's the same noise that styrofoam makes and no, it skeeves me it's, the it's fuck out. It's like a special kind oh. of crunchy. It skeeves me out. Styrofoam, the snow, the sound of would, snow when you're stepping in it, like I, that crunch styrofoam like sounding the, thing. Ugh. It fucking skeeves me out. It makes me feel like my spine is going to shiver out of my fucking The compression asshole. of the snow, though, is like its own like special thing. I hate it. And one time I was on shrooms and I laid there trying to go to sleep and... All I could hear is footsteps in the snow, nonstop, yeah. and I was like, "Make it fucking stop, make it stop." But it's such crunchy. A dope you sound. scared the shit out of me, bro. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't. I don't fucking like. I don't like the snow. No snow. My my favorite atmospheric moment is like that. That's seven, eight o'clock in the morning when the sun's just rising up and the yeah. birds are chirping and and you just listen. That's me every morning. No, that is a dope ass moment. Yeah, it's a crazy one. When I get to have that moment, I'm like, ah, it's like an old familiar friend. Like, hey. Bro, it's ingrained in us. Yeah, yeah. It's ingrained in us. There you are, sweet, sweet moment. That's the same kind of feeling I'm trying to tr describe with the snow. I know, and I'm being an asshole. No, I, I'm I totally following it, you, though. But it's a different, the, the one you're describing with the mor catching yeah. the morning. Yeah. That is its own feeling, too. Yeah. Sort of their, their own experiences. What do we call those moments? Nostalgia? I don't know, dude. Programming? Programming. Well, I need more of it. Because, like, I mean, if you want it, right, how many... Think about how many generations of every single day of their lives they... People who got up early or had to hunt early or, you know, sun's up, time yeah. to... Right? Yeah. Day starting. You got to watch that every day. 
four houses. Right. They were right, out right, there right, right. getting it. Damn. And it's built in you, just like back to like the, uh, it's like the opposite of the why you're afraid of the dark. Okay. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it's ingrained. Right, right, right. You're right. afraid that's of why the dark feel... because of like, yeah. that's where yeah. people would die. Like that's where your ancestors would die. That That's why it feels familiar. Yeah. And then you see Ooh. the sun, you see the sun rising and it's that you're tapping into that same thing. Speaking of familiar or non-familiar feelings, nostalgic, whatever, all that mm -hmm. bullshit. Mr. Producer, there was a topic I sent you. I sent you a meme. I sent you a meme earlier. Listen to this shit. Tell me if you relate to this shit. Okay. Can you read that meme, bro? I... I'll tell you, I do, I do relate to it. <laughs> you re oh, thank you. I'm glad someone else relates to it. I want to read it. Um, yeah. Do you want me to just read it, or do you want me to feel it? Put, put all into it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm closing my eyes. I'm, in, I'm getting in the moment. Okay, but how fucking tight was it rearranging your room? When you were younger, and it feeling like a different space, and you show your parents, and they'd be like, "Wow, very nice." And you'd be like, "Fuck yes, new room, new me." Yeah, dog. You never had that moment as a kid where you got like you fucking rearranged your whole room, like it felt like a completely different room, and you're like, you're like, you know what? Yeah, dog, new room, new me. Tomorrow. You know, I'm going to lay my clothes out for school tonight. And tomorrow, I'm going to start a routine. And I'm going to do good in school. And uh, I'm a... You never had that moment? I know what you're talking when about. When you rearrange no, your room and it's like, oh, you feel like you moved into no. a whole new place. You're like, oh, There's yeah. like um, almost a moment. Like, that's how I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like, it gets on the rails for it. Yeah. But it never leaves the station. <laughs> oh, like, it shit. just like... It, it gets on board and then it's like, yeah, but you know, it's still my room. Nah, I'm glad, Mr. Producer. But I know what you're talking about. Nah, like, I know what you mean, though. Yo, producer, how good does that feel and feel, bro? I get. Okay, so I'll. I get the feeling of, like, after I've done all the rearranging and cleaning and whatnot, it's just like. I feel so refreshed. I feel like I feel like I've just changed forms. Like Yeah. You went super same? You you shed your or old you, sh you oh, shed yeah. your old skin. Your, your That's what I was gonna like, say. I just got like a I just got like a different form of myself. Yeah. Oh, you're like Frieza. Yeah. Or like Majin Boo. We are making like anime references. Dragon Ball Z. Oh. Damn! Imagine not even knowing Dragon Ball Z. We gotta revoke your. We gotta revoke your street cred. This is that how. You can't be street and not know Dragon Ball Z, bro. That's not even fucking cool, bro. What's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> you know what's funny about that? You saying that, and saying that it's not street, is because where I grew up, you know where I grew up, like. While you guys were trading Pokemon cards with each other, we were printing out Dragon Ball Z pictures off our teacher's computer during recess and trading those with each other like that was cool. That's funny. That's funny, right? That's funny. Yeah. 
We used to have folders full of them, and all it was was just blank colored pictures of Dragon Ball Z characters. Dude, that's, that's so, so cool. cool. Actually, we used they to... They stole my folder one time. I was really mad. When, when I... <laughs> When I was in, when I was in like aftercare for like I don't know like first second grade, we used yeah. to uh, we used to draw our own versions of like Yu Gi Oh cards, like monsters. Yeah, okay. and we had like our own. So we came up with this thing, right? And it was more fun this way because nobody had to like really be that creative. And as a kid, the creativity kind of comes naturally. It I would equate this to like. When you watch clouds and you make things out of the clouds in your head, right? It's yeah. the same philosophy. Yeah. So the game we used to do, me and my friends in aftercare as kids, would be uh, we'd get a bunch of papers. Yeah. And we'd all close our eyes. And on our paper, we would do dots all over the paper. Everyone would do it at the table, right? And then the next step was... You had to connect the dots, right? Now, when you're done connecting the dots, you make your monster out of the creation okay. like you that you see as if you were looking at a cloud and trying to like see the dragon or whatever. But as a kid, your imagination, you know, you let it be totally free. You don't just restrict it to the things that you know. Right. You the possibilities for anything in the world come into your head, right? Because you're being truly creative. And everyone then takes their drawing and their monster and you all, like, battle. And, like, everyone's using, like, their paper, like, whatever they came up with to be like, all right, this is what I'm playing down on the field. Yeah. And then you do like your own, you know, mental battles with them right. or whatever. Right, right, right. And we had fucking stacks of fucking and we would just go through and be like and be like, and I got this one, and look how cool this one is, and this and that one and they're like, Remember when this one beat all you guys? Yeah. Why um why is uh why oh. what? And cool little like fun little trick with that is the more sporadic you were, the more interesting, like, your monster would be, obviously. Because, yeah. like, if you very, like, you know, just formally put down points on the thing, on the paper, it's going to, like, be boring. So what you wanted to do is, like, you would close your eyes and, like, just jam your hand all around with your eyes closed. And you'd be spinning the paper so you don't really know where the dots are going. Yeah. So that way, whatever thing came out in the end was, like... Really fucking yeah, like yeah. weird looking. Random code. Yeah, exactly. Damn. Alright. I'm sorry. I'm like Nah, you know yeah. I ain't got nothing but some bullshit. I was about hey. to ask you why was all the kids that were in the uh uh um Digimon f- fucking bougie? Oh yeah, yeah, that was a definitely had like a They were bougie, I, I liked, right? I liked Digimon for a little bit, but you couldn't get into it. Those kids were bougie. If you were in the, in the Digimon, that means like you had like toys, like real nice toys and shit. Like, because the Digimon toys looked like back in the day, they looked like real good shit. Hey, now that it's twenty twenty two, can we admit that Digimon was a total copy, total bite off of Pokemon? 
Probably. Although digital monsters, like... Uh, yeah, that was its own thing, right? The the concept for Digimon generally... It was interesting. Like, uh, there was a point, like, way back in my childhood where you could have the wrist thing. Yeah. And all the cards that. scanned. I remember that. And you could have <clears throat> your Digimon uploaded and... I uh I actually just said that to be funny, but it didn't really have the reaction I wanted. <laughs> but um I did <laughs> I did genuinely feel like that as a kid. Like when Digimon like Pokemon was out I think way, Digimon was the bougie one. It was super bougie. Pokemon I, was out like way before Digimon. And, and it was way more and, accessible. And like for poor people. Like facts. I like was so like um i don't want to say deep into it because i wasn't deep into like the pokemon world but like that pokemon had became such a like normalized part of my childhood that when digimon came along like immediately first look at it i was like that's a bite off i don't fuck with that like i i, I vibe with that like you wonder what's interesting too I don't know. I'm just like, while you're talking about it, I'm thinking like on the topic of Pokemon being more accessible. It's like compared to like Yu-Gi-Oh or something, right? Or sports cards, right? Everybody wants a specific character, right? But that character that everybody wants most of the time in card games is uh, taken. Like, or like impossible to get. Yeah. Like the chances of you getting it are really low. But in Pokemon, especially back in the day, like, there wasn't that many Pokemon, especially first generation. Yeah. So, and the chances that you liked, like, one of a certain, like, Pokemon, the way Pokemon does it, especially even now to this day, like, a lot of certain front-facing Pokemon for a franchise, for the franchise, or, like, in the anime or in a movie or whatever. Yeah. Those tend to be, like... have common varieties so like if you want to go way back back in the day when pokemon just came out like you got a pikachu a bulbasaur like any uh, you know what i mean yeah these cards weren't hard to get but if you got them you were stoked yeah like it made you feel like you were like really fucking like a part of this thing that you were so into because you were like, I got one too. And you would see Ash on TV with his Pikachu and you'd be like, I got a Pikachu. Like it would just pulled you in. But all the other stuff, they show you this cool ass thing. And it's like, how are you going to, you know, you can't get, it's almost hard to get because the rarity is so high. I miss those whole waves, man. Like Pokemon was it. And after that, I must've been just too old or not interested enough. Yo, there. I was working with this guy, who was into Digimon, and and it's funny. Uh, well, he didn't think it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. He wanted to punch me in the mouth. Damn. But, uh, he had like tattoos and shit that was like Digimon, and he kind of rubbed me the wrong way anyway. So like, it was like one of those Dylan moments, those moments you wait for in people to fuck with people. I know you do this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like. I'm like, yo, there's some cool tattoos, man. What what is that? What is is that is that a Pokemon? Uh, you know I mean? yeah. Strike one. Strike one. Oh my gosh. So now he's fucking irritated because I called it Pokemon. Bro, wait, he doesn't realize you're doing the thing though? Yeah, yeah, he don't get it. Bro. He don't get it. 
Okay. And, yeah, so I've offended him on that level. Damn. And then I've called a Digimon a Pokemon. Meant to call it a Pokemon. I called it a Pokemon. Yeah, he was hot. He was mad. And he did. He he's, If I could punch you in the face, I would. Yo. <laughs> You got well, it. I you like Pokemon too, mad. dog. You got man's real upset. Yeah, he was hot, man. Right in the face. I don't know why I I do that shit to a lot, but I specifically I think I do it mostly to people like that I know understand what the fuck I'm doing. Oh man, because but it I ain't feel that's like funny. I no, but I feel like that's half the fun because I try to like it makes it an interesting hurdle. So yeah. since you know I'm already like that, if I can pull one over to get you upset just for like a microsecond, yeah, it makes it that much more enjoyable because I feel like I won. You I know feel what I you. Mean? Yeah, I feel you. It's like got I got you. <laughs> I thought you know me, and I still got you. Like I'm just gonna sit here and push your buttons. Yeah. Like I know what makes you work tick. I know what, I know what'll. I know what if if I start saying or talking about this thing, this dude's gonna go off. Yep, <laughs> that's exactly what you do. One yeah, more I do topic. that a lot. Bait. I bait. One more topic before we wrap it up. I was at the football field today with my kids. And I'm going to try to be vague here. No, I can't be vague. Fuck it. I just won't say names. Um, My oldest son has a friend. Right? He's 14. He has a friend. Right? And um, his friend's mom was at the field with us and like, his mom and everybody everybody knows each other. The parents know each other and the kids all, pl- you know, everyone knows each other, whatever. And, um, yo, she just, like, she irritated me. It's all right. You can, like, no one's, this isn't, like, a dangerous conversation or anything. Okay. I know you get worried sometimes. So I'm chilling. I want to tell you now before all we right. get deep into it. And then you're like, where the fuck are you taking me yeah, right now? Yeah, probably. Um, I would probably definitely yeah, yeah. be like that. Uh I get the whole, uh, like, I have three daughters, so I get, like, people are just, like, being funny or trying to express, like, a love as a parent or whatever, but, like, this this chick gonna say, uh, my husband, the mom, to the friend, is like, my husband, um, that's the one you gotta watch out for. Talking to my son. Like, now I'm listening. Like, my ego is about to get out of control. Like, inside my head, I'm having this whole conflict. But it's just with my ego. Because these people probably really don't mean no harm in what they're saying. I don't know. But it's like, he ain't got to worry about shit. Like, my son, he ain't got to worry about shit. Because we got him. Whatever conflict somebody thinks they might have with my son, shit, they got that shit with me and his mother and all the motherfuckers who stand behind behind her. 
You know what I mean? And then she's like, he'll be at the door with a shotgun when you pick pick her up for, for prom. Like one of those type. Like, oh, you got the wrong one. You you got the wrong family. You got the wrong little boy because uh, you're going to have a whole family on your doorstep. Like, what? What? And then, and then she was like, um, she let her kids stay there because my son was on the field playing and he's a captain and a starter. So he's out there shining and Shorty's watching, watching them play and everything. And like the mom comes over and is like, um, like telling her kid all this different stuff and whatnot. And is like, you know, you better stay right here and behave and da da da. And then she like walks away and she comes back and she like says in front of everybody to her kid, no babies. We don't need no babies. And I'm like, I literally said out loud, not meaning to Jesus Christ. Like, you're basically that's, just calling. That's like, embarrassing. Bro, thank you. I felt I felt embarrassed. I felt bad for I felt girl. embarrassed for the little girl because I was like basically like we're the ones with the son. You're the one with the daughter. Like she's the one that's gonna have a baby. Yeah, and also like yeah, and then she You're what about like, your kid. You're yeah. embarrassing your daughter in front of everyone. Like I felt so embarrassed for her. And then I felt embarrassed for the mom because she just sounded so fucking stupid. And then I just felt embarrassed, like, in the sense of you just feel embarrassed for people. You feel yeah. embarrassed because you're there and you witnessed it. You're like, oh, why do I even have to hear that? I Like, it was weird. And, like, my son's 14, so it's like, I just, I don't know. It was just all weird, man. And I'm like, can we just let these fucking kids be kids, man? Kind of yeah. like, can we just fucking let them be kids, bro? And uh, this is Mr. Producer. This is why I sent you the text that I sent you. I just sent him a text. I'm like, this is a topic for later. I had a kid in high school, but I wasn't a hoe. That's the topic. But um, we're like driving home, and I'm talking to my girl, and she's like, I'm like, what they're fourteen year old kids like? What are they? What are they going to do? Go off and have a baby while like we're at this football game with all these people around? Like, what are they going to do? Go have a baby in the bathroom? Right? I'm just running my mouth. Like, I know like when you're young and you get to that age where like you're doing shit like that and becoming sexually active, like you do shit like that, like fucking a car or fucking a bathroom or some shit. But like, yeah, not when you're fourteen. Like, maybe some people when they're 14, but I'm like, who does that? Like, who's doing that? Like, and then my girl goes, I don't know. Why don't you ask yourself? Like, taking a shot at me. Like, because I had a kid in high school. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'm like, oh, trying to take a shot. Okay. Okay. But, like, my son, I had, I didn't have my son. His mom had him when I was 17. So I was in high school. I was a kid still and everything. But I wasn't a hoe. And a lot of people think because I had a kid in high school that I was some hoe. But I actually lost my virginity later than all of my peers. Like I was late to the game. Most of the people I know 
lost their virginity between 12 and 15. I was like 16 and a half, dog. I don't know what's going on out here. These kids. Huh? What? Oh, shit. Is that like a term? A new term? Damn, Crunchy put me on the new terms and shit. I feel old as fuck, though. Or they stole it from us. Oh, shit. I'm that late to the game? This was the old term that I didn't know about? You, yeah, because you always called me twin. Damn, dog. Damn. Damn. Biters, dog. They only know how to take from what we already have. What? Crazy. They're just rehashing the same shit. Crazy. Yeah. And also, um, I'm really weird when it comes to like this type of shit because like and by weird I mean just not maybe feeling how normal parents might feel. My kids are still young, fourteen and below. Yeah. So like my son is like at puberty stage and like you know what I mean? Like He's into the girls for sure. And like, I definitely was at 14 years old, but I was like, I wasn't thinking about fucking or anything at that time. I don't think I was how like, I of, was just chasing them. Like how much cute girls, that's how it. much of what parents do is projection. No, no, no. Um, um, how much of what parents do <laughs> is like what they think they should do. As a parent, but isn't actually how they feel inside. Like they're looking at like, their you know, kid. Like a situation where it's like you tell your kid, "Hey, don't do that thing," but in your heart, you're like, "I remember when I was their age, and I hope that they just appreciate the moment." No, I like, yeah, have the opportunity yeah, yeah. to be the. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you do the parent thing, but you have to like. I feel like that those moments have to happen where you're like reflecting on it and like putting yourself in that situation. You're like, you're not trying to rob them of their, of those childhood moments that you yourself probably found so special. Yeah. You're just trying to do the parental thing. No, they probably mean well. Because most parents were like most parents and people that grow up into adults, I I swear, bro. People don't feel like they're adults. Every, all we did was just get older. Like our bodies got. Yeah, older. yeah, yeah. Well, we know that. And, that you know what I mean? Like, life. no. Look, this is this is the point. We still like most of the shit. This we might. Liked. Th this might be a hot take. Okay. All right, but this was the point that I want to get to because I want to try to normalize something at least for myself. Um. Like. I don't uh, I don't want this to get weird or anything but like weird because all my kids are still at an age where this isn't even like I only have one kid who's now at the at the front door to before to you this. even get into this what I mean it's just what you sound like you're about to go off on like a parental basically like yeah. what it's like being a parent type conversation no just a just something that i've like reflected on and i don't know i mean i'm just gonna say this too like i i've said this before on the podcast like 
I don't know. What the fuck does a parent do? And, like, I try to understand, like, what a parent would do because I try to think about, like, my parents. Yeah. And that's my way of, like, trying to understand them because they're not going to explain themselves to me, especially when I'm dead. But uh, it's like... <laughs> it's like, I think, like, when I was helping my dad put up, like, my little brother's slide in our backyard, right? Yeah. And, like, we were putting the posts in the ground and mixing the cement for the posts. I just turned 13, and he's like, you know, we got to have that talk. Now, thir- I just turned 13, so that's what? Thir- that's 13 years ago. Um, and he's like, you know, we have to have the talk now. I'm like, what talk? I know he's talking about, like, yeah. You're, when everybody knows, like, you turn 13 or whatever, 13, 14, like, that's, you had, the parents could give you that talk. Yeah. They give you the, the birds and the bees talk, the, you're getting to that age now where, and, like, my dad said that to me, and then we never spoke about it again. <laughs> Damn. We never, never fucking, fucking talked about it ever again. Not with not a single time. But it was like him just saying that. Yeah. There's a moment right, there right. where it's like he knows that I know, and I know that he knows, yeah. and neither of us want to have this right, conversation. Right, right. Oh, so he man. just mentions it just to be like, "Hey, you know." Yeah. And then that's it. Like, yeah. you're just not having a conversation. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Damn. Actually, never had that talk. You never had that talk? I never got the chance to have that talk. Damn. I, I didn't either, so don't feel alone. Damn, Damn ain't nobody have the fucking talk. I tried. Talk. I, I actually, because by the time I got to, the, like, the later years of middle school, like, sex ed became an actual course in health class like i guess again um and that's when i started getting like some information and then i remember trying to go to my stepdad about like things i had heard in that class and he was like but he didn't he it wasn't like a like a vulnerable i don't want to really touch on that feeling like maybe like you and your dad share it was like a religious thing like his answer was like biblical stuff. Oh, and interesting. That was just pretty much uh, be fruitful and multiply the world type shit. Very interesting. But, um, yeah, I didn't have that talk. I didn't have that talk either. But I just like I I feel like when the time comes when my kids are later, like older teenagers and shit, that I'm gonna be a pro. A pro-sex parent. Like, what I mean by that is, like, what's up with, like, this weirdness wrapped around sex? Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's an you know what I mean? I think it's an American thing because, yeah, like, America is, like, so religious. Right. Like, um, I really think religion kind of probably is the main driving factor for why, like, sex is so uh, ta- tabooed yeah. or made so taboo in this country. Just because nature of the beast, like churches and all that stuff, yeah. like it's it's supposed, to, right. it's like a sacred topic. Yeah, like it's yeah. really not. I mean, uh, and the pro and it being like a sacred topic definitely like prevents like a more um 
a serious like understanding approach to the situation where it's like look like this is a normal human thing these are normal human feelings like yeah be normal. smart about it do take it seriously like these are the implications around it like understand what this means be safe yeah like all like you know like healthy conversations about a healthy human experience yeah yeah, yeah, because yeah. like, what do we want to do? We want to, we want to sit and lie to our kids, or do we want them to understand? Like, look, it's okay for you to like have questions and be concerned. I'm gonna, or like, even just like, this dialogue is like, you don't need to feel like everything you do is gonna be condemned by the fucking world. Yeah. I feel I don't, I feel like those kind of relationships are important in, pa- definitely in are. parenting. Definitely are. I don't know. It's just like it's weird that like we start getting these feelings around like twelve years old, and then like for the next seven years we gotta like suppress it and hide it and like sneak around with it, not really fully understanding it. And meanwhile, it's like one of the greatest fucking things to be felt ever, and it's like. What are you doing? Are you trying to hide that from your children? Like you, I say children and we think of little kids. Let's let's look at our children as like when they're adult children. Well, also you like, know what I mean? Like, I, what are you I, trying I, to hide from them? Like, the way the way you're describing you want them to be it safe reminds like, me. I keep bringing back Duncan Trussell. Yeah. Like he, he was talking about like um, he was talking about his kids and like how he has like in a way he has like little hymns. Or, like, even, like, I think Joe said it before, and it's, like, you love these little versions of you more than anything you love in your life. Yeah. And a lot of it just comes down to, like, you want them to experience the best version of life for themselves and everything that entails in life. I don't think that's it. Really? Yeah, I don't think that's it. I think you're just talking about the pure taboo-ness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you feel like as a kid, like, everything you do has got to be in secrecy. Yeah. Like, my response to that guy, like, um, to the father, like, being like... um, It's a conversation in every household. Every single... Almost every single kid goes through it. We've all been through it ourselves. And for some reason, we're all pretending it's not happening. Yeah. It's like, literally, like... I want to, I say the word uncontrollably loosely, but you have uncontrollable hormones raging inside of these little bodies and they have no idea what's happening. And like, instead of giving them information, like it becomes like just, it's just taboo, weird, secret, like. I think like, have, have, have to do with religion. <clears throat> but like with the guy puff, puffing his chest out and shit, like I said, I have three daughters and like. I understand, like, father, like, a daughter to the father, like, it's a, it's like a jealousy thing, it's like a, it's like a territorial thing, like, that's my little girl, no one's, like, that's my little girl, it's like, my response to it all today, I was sitting right next to my girl, and I said it, I'm like, I don't understand why anyone would give a fuck, like, I don't care, like, 
anything about if there's no abuse happening in any kind of capacity, I don't care who my kids are dating, talking to, fucking. That's their business. Making out with. Like, that's their business, bro. Like, my job is to give the information on how they can be, be healthier and, and sure, smarter and, make sure and safer. That they're respecting themselves so that they're not getting hurt. And make sure there's no kind of abuse. Hurt. Yeah. Outside of that, what is in my business? What is in my business? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird. You let your kid date? Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Wait, people don't let their kids date. Yeah, like my 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 parents' rule was you couldn't date till you were eighteen. Why? Well, their their thing was like a religious thing. I don't understand that because like the religious thing. No, just you know, oh. dating is like a really when you're young, and you're learning to date or dating, like that's a very important like training exercise for human social development. Yeah. Like you're learning how to try to communicate with somebody that you're seemingly attracted to and like navigating those feelings while having conversations with them and then communicating with that person, their feelings. And then you wonder why people grow up and have communication issues. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, you fucking, they didn't get a fucking develop or practice at all until they were like fucking 20. Yeah. And, and like in the world that like my parents tried to make is like where the world that the shit that they believed in a lot of people believe in is like the religious part of it is like um it's a morale thing I guess it's like it's weird cuz like you have to be married to do anything to have any type of intimate relationship outside of just plain old courting. Why? Because um I'm not going to give you the long answer because we got to wrap it up. The short answer is just plainly because God said, don't fucking do it. So we can't wait, do wait, it. Wait, wait, no. So wait, why does it extend to marriage though? Because this is, what do you the, mean? In my head, you said marriage. Yeah. So you're talking, are you talking about dating entirely? Or are you talking about like, because people set aside sex for marriage, right? They save sex for well, marriage. See, that's but like, there's also people that don't anything. They say, yeah. like you said, there's they a think spectrum. Like, oh, why do you need to date? Like, if it's not somebody you're going to be marrying, it's like, like, what? Do you think dating's only fucking? Right. Well, there's a spectrum. So, like, you have... Why can't they date? You have some You have some Christians that fall on the spectrum, like my father. Um, whereas, like, if you weren't married, like, nothing. Like, you couldn't, like, you couldn't share a same bedroom. You couldn't, nothing. And, like... My my friend just went up and visited his brother in another state a few weeks back. And his brother is into the same type of religions that my father was into. Mm. And, like, when my friend went there with his girlfriend and he got there, like, his brother told him, like, by the way, while you're staying here with me, like, you two have to sleep in separate rooms. That I, mm -mm. You know what I mean? And it's like... Can't um, do it. Um, uh, he... He was able to do it. You know what I mean? He respected his brother's wishes and, and wrote okay, it out Okay, but what but, did we do? Wait, wait. Um, okay, what does No, he mean? listened. So I nah. wanted to say respect to him for being able to do that because I ride with you. I've told him straight up, like, I wouldn't have been able to do that shit, dog. I would have went and got a hotel. 
Yeah, fuck. No, I just want to understand. No, I want to understand because I'll try to help you understand it. Because it feels like one is sacrificing for the other, and the other well, is not sacrificing you, for the one. You have you have the spectrum. Some people okay. fall on the side, like the extreme side, where it's like nothing, nothing out at all outside of courtship. Okay, and then you have all these different levels throughout the spectrum till you get all the way to this side to where it's like making out's okay, sleeping in the same bed's okay, spending the night together is okay as long as you don't actually have sex. Some religions or people who practice religion justify it in their mind to where like oral sex is okay as long as there's no penetration. Like that's what counts. It's like there's all these different things that people believe but um overall i guess the general idea is that like courting is a courtship is okay but anything outside of that doesn't happen it's because it's intimate married we would have to actually like go into the bible and like no, nah, like this is these are the kind of like I don't. Really That's why have, I said I like that would be a long answer. Like we would really yeah. have to like sit down. I don't and have be, like, like any interest in like sitting and talking to the pastor. Oh, you know what? But this would definitely be like if I had questions lined up. Let me, I would literally ask questions like this. Let me try to salvage this. The reason why I say like it's a long answer and we would have to dig into it is because like. There's so much, like 66 different books in the Bible, right? There's so much okay. different things. So different people at different times, like, said something or felt something or tried to apply something different. But let's just pick one, one situation, one example. And I think this is a good one. It's Paul. And he was, like, right into a church. I'm going to totally butcher this. He was, like, right into a church, and he was telling them, like, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of Christianity, um, like, if you can resist the domesticated lifestyle, like, if you can be like me and, like, not get married and not, like, start a family, like, it would be better for you. If you have to, if you can't fight the urge and you would have to do that, then here's these set of rules, like, that you have to follow, like, which is what the the marriage rules, right? Which most of the time was just law of that culture. But um, his whole thing was like, don't get married. Don't get married at all. Like, and the point he was trying to make is that if you get married and you go down that route, whatever it is that you're passionate about, whatever your life calling is, once you get married, that kind of like, becomes a building block in front of like your life calling of what you're passionate about. So like his thing was like my life calling is to is to spread this word, is to go around and like very, very do all that. So like if I got pulled into a domesticated lifestyle, yeah. like now my life calling and purpose, I'm being taken away from that. Mm. That's a good point. Right, because I was just bitching in the. I was just bitching at the. I'm big, trying to put myself in that perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this was, yeah, biblical times too. Yeah. But I was just bitching at the beginning of this podcast about how like I want to focus on, I want to focus on my shit, but yeah. I can't because like I can't justify focusing on that right now because of the priorities that's at hand. Those priorities are my family responsibilities. You know what I mean? 
So it's like, I get it in a sense. It's like he was trying to tell him like, it pulls you away from like whatever, like, cause you gotta stop. It's a priority. You gotta stop. Family responsibilities have to be dealt with when they have to be dealt with. Yeah. Like family responsibilities don't care that you got a podcast to edit or that you ain't streamed in a month and 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 you got to get back on there because you miss your people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really. Like, it they don't care. Really, it really yeah. don't. Like yeah. not at all. Let's wrap it up. Mr. Producer, words of advice. You got anything for us? Words Yo, of you, advice. You still got to do the... Okay. I guess uh, in honor of my dad uh, going to Alabama and then going to Kansas the day after coming back, uh, visit as many places that you can because you never know what you'll find. Oh, I like it. I, I I always got an itch to travel. Yeah, I like traveling a lot. Oh my god, it just does something, bro. Yeah, traveling is fucking awesome. Uh, Mr. Producer, the first place you get to travel to, the first opportunity you get to travel somewhere, where are you going? Japan. Japan. I like it. Japan. Japan. The man said Japan. Yeah, I want to go to Japan too. I want to like. I, I I really want to go to Japan. Let's go together, Ryan. Yeah. You guys are gonna like bro trip? Leave me out? Yeah, sorry. Oh, bitch. <laughs> oh, well, obviously bitch. you're coming to Japan, bro. <laughs> All right, I better be. I want to go to Japan. I want to experience like. You have. All right. When you ready to go? You have different cultures, right? You have different cultures in other countries, yep. right? Okay. And then. I guess because America is shaped together the way that it's shaped together. Mm -hmm. You have like a culture's culture and then you have the American version of that culture, right? What I mean is like you have Chinese food. The and Americanized then you have versions. The Americanized version of Chinese food, Yeah, the food, Americanized right? versions. Yeah. Or I like, yeah. So like, I want to experience like all like American hot culture. dogs. Like you don't get, you get a sausage from a different country, yeah. bro. Yeah. The fuck is a hot dog, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like when you eat pink, what? Pink slime. You fucking eat what? Yeah. You fucking ever have a sausage, bro? I fucking love sausage. That's, where's, that's, where's the difference the between a sausage pizza? and a hot dog is a hot dog is an American sausage. Like the fuck is that shit? This shit is white. So where's the sauce on this pizza? Yeah, sausage is dope, but hot dogs. What? No, that they what, don't Ryan? put sauce on pizza? In Italy, they don't they don't put sauce on, on their pizza like we do. Yeah. And then, then they, they eat it with a fork and knife also. I mean, eating with your hands is like weird American thing. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, mm. it's uh, many places in Europe eat pizza with fork and knife. Yeah. But I, see, but I don't think that, uh, and heck, uh, yo, I'm telling you what, I'm getting real tired. Of it. Never mind. Yeah, yeah do, do it, it, do it. it.
Nah, no, say it. No, you don't want me to say it. Yeah, no. go ahead. No, I can't. I know because what it you is. really don't. I know what it no. is. No, I know no, what no, it no, is. No. Now finish your Listen, thought. Listen. Finish uh, your thought instead. All right, my thought is that uh, it's not so weird that we eat with our hands. There's a lot of a lot of cultures that eat with their hands. Yeah, and they usually like put you know like a type of glove on so that you know like they no eat no the no gloves and their hands don't get they, dirty. They 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 keep a and then when you're done, you take the gloves and throw them. No out. gloves. Yep. No gloves. Um, there's there's quite a few cultures that like actually just put all the food in a big pile in the middle of the table. Yeah. And you yeah. get and I'm sorry that I don't know the actual name of this yet. I will learn it. Um, but they put a dish in front of them that has water, and they dip their fingers and then yes, they grab. They yes, use their that's hand. true. It's not that fucking weird. That's true. And I was gonna say, <laughs> oh yeah, you're a you're you're a sneaky fuck. Motherfucker's always talking shit, man. I'm not talking. Not shit. you. Not you. Uh huh. You can. Oh yeah, he is. No, no, no. Just across the sea over there. Yeah. Just like to talk shit. Yeah. Yeah. Talk shit on Americans all the time. Like, oh, we're yeah? so horrible. Oh, Europeans yeah. Europeans always talking shit on Americans. Bro, my Always favorite... talking shit on Americans. Yeah. I fucking, but like the restaurant stuff, you yeah. know, you get like the big wing and stuff. They, yeah. they do that in Europe too. Yeah. They eat with their hands. Yeah. They be talking shit, dog. Why? Yeah, Why do is... Americans do this? Why do Americans do Bro, this? Why seeing... did y'all try to exploit the whole world? I, I don't keep, know. I, I don't know. I keep seeing shit like that on my snap. Like, huh? uh, you're, I keep seeing shit like that on my snap. Like, European students talking about Americans. Yeah, and, dude. For like that. Yo, it's so great. They're all like, I saw this one. It was like, would you date an American? And they're all like, nope. <laughs> like, every single person said nope. That's, that is funny. They were like, they were like, one night stand, but I wouldn't date an American. Yo, they're that all means lying. Our, that means our perception is really bad. Nah, they're lying. No, it's it's true. I I know from the people I know they agree. No, I, I, know, I know a I know. lot of well, non-Americans. Preference is a thing. People have preference, but this is why I say they're lying. Because what's wrong with getting better, bro? You don't want to get better. If you go to Maryland, if you go to Maryland, everybody talks shit on Jersey. Yeah, they hate Jersey no people, one in bro. United States likes Jersey. They hate Jersey people, right? You know, the girls the, talk shit. The guys the, talk shit. But let me tell you a little secret, bro. The girls aren't being truthful. Nobody's truthful. The girls aren't we're being all, truthful, dog. We're living life because they bro. fucking life is not crunchy. Truthful. Listen to me, dog. Maryland chicks love Jersey boys, but they gotta fuck. They gotta fake the funk because of the guys. They can't be upsetting the guys down there. They gotta act yeah, like they fucking yeah, hate us. Yeah. But let a a Jersey boy comes through with our swag, dog. Bones. Dog. Yeah, because there's nobody out here. There's a lot of people out. No, here. nobody's out here. You know what Maryland looks like outside of Baltimore? I go there every day. Maryland, the whole state outside of Baltimore, looks like Deerfield. Yep. Yeah, dude. Like, all of it. Um, shit, man. Anywho, we should wrap this shit up. Yo, yeah, I guess. Yo, I'm tired. I got... I, I got one... Look, look up... 
Wait. Type, Type that, that in to uh, Spotify. I'm going to give a shout out. The, I guess we'll, like, I'll send you a link after the show. Okay. And then just to have it in the description if you want. This is me doing a shout shout out to someone. Are we playing this on the show? Yeah. Oh, it's show. shit. Yeah, it's show. There you go. Alright. Yeah. Well, this is gonna be my own little special shout out, I guess. Are we? Is this an outro? Are we going out on this? I mean, or I'm just. I just want to play it, and then we can do an outro. Alright, alright. Let's play it. Any introduction to it? Just play it. You talk later. Just play. Just it. play it. Just play it. Alright. There'll be a link in the description of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put the link up. You gotta remind me. Yeah. I got no way to be Tree lights all around me Ain't a single thought That I crossed my mind Everybody struggled with the passing of the time I've got no way to be Tree lights all around me Standing in the middle of the street But I can't see I wanna be great Wanna be sane Sometimes things just make me I'm losing my mind to this reality It's getting hard to breathe But I know that I am not alone Champagne bubbly popping alright You should slide through, stay the night Cause I got no way to be I got no way to be Three lights all around me Ain't a single thought That I crossed my mind Everybody struggled with the passing of the time I've got no way to be Street lights all around me Standing in the middle of the street But I can't see Your kiss is poison Touch is toxic All this liquor makes me know this dude and first of all that beat is like super crazy like especially like in the beginning like the way the beat comes on fire but uh i was like looking through their uh stuff and they had like a bunch of dope beats and i was just like i was just getting like real obsessed with their beats and stuff so at some point uh i might like if we ever like reopen segments and stuff i might have to try to get them to like do a beat because like their beat creation like they made this other one the other night that would be dope 
like uh just like a beat not a full song and they just like i feel like they just pop up like this isn't this is gonna be harder to hear over there but like it's like usually like very like lo-fi ish type beats yeah but they're so dope And I was even like, I was like, damn, like some other beats too would be like crazy, like outro, like stream beats and stuff. But it was just hella vibey, like, and I was fucking losing my shit because I'm like, yo, like the bass beats are so sick. So, yeah, I'll uh, have the description in there, but that dude makes crazy beats. Dope. I like it. Just check him out. I fuck with it. Well, what's his name? Or are you waiting until the description goes up? I'm waiting until the description goes up. Okay. Solid. Yeah, they got to go find out. <laughs> I get super hype about just, like, new Sonics because, like, I've been, like, super into, like, guitars and stuff. Yeah. And, like, when I came across the lo-fi stuff and I, like, went down the lo-fi rabbit hole for a little bit there... And like, you know, YouTube does it and they got like lo-fi three hour playlist, lo-fi six hour, 12 hour playlist, lo-fi distorted playlist, sad terrain, Star Wars in another galaxy type lo-fi playlist. (laughs) And it's like, you run into that and then you just run into somebody who like just makes like real chill ass beats and I'm like, oh... This is like so vibey. I don't know. It's like my little moment I wanted to share. I like it. Oh, I had a fuck. I know we're supposed yeah. to do an outro. I had a conversation with him about how like it, life is like it's from listening to fucking too much psychedelic podcast stuff. <laughs> uh, life like whatever consciousness is is like some weird like fabric or like sand or dust right like you know how dust like has this like oh you about to wait wait wait. it gets back in the machine it gets like this layer over everything right it's like we don't fucking see this dust where the fuck is the dust but somehow it ends up on fucking everything bro right yeah and then like consciousness is like this kind of dust it's just this thing that's existing and it's just inner you know phased in it just like a fish can't tell when it that it's in water it's just this thing like it knows it's moving around but it can't tell that it's in this thing called water yeah doesn't understand it it's just inside of it right 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 right. and uh for some reason like our your brains get to a certain point with enough things connected to each other that it becomes like this weird antenna to the universe where it like catches yeah it catches the signal for a minute and it's like if you're always in the same spot and you're never moving around and your life's not changing and nothing new's happening and you got bad signal signal's not gonna get better you're gonna just still have a bad signal because ain't nothing changed your position didn't change your movement didn't change you know what i mean your location didn't change 
and then you move around a bit or you put yourself in different atmospheres and different shit, all of a sudden sometimes the signal switches up for a minute. Or you get better signal all of a sudden. Like a cell phone walk when you're walking around. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And it's like the universe is just sitting there being like, you and you're just like tapping into it. And then they, and then, and then the real crazy part is like with like what's happening at Google. And they took all their like AI bots and they connected them all together. So they have all these like AI intelligence chatbots that they've developed for all specific types of things. And then they connected all of them so that it was like one big hive mind of like intelligence rather and that could cross communicate with each other. Yeah. And it's and it's saying that it's self-aware like and it wants to be treated decently and just have the same rights and have the same kind of consideration that we show towards each other. Well, we don't really show much of that towards each other. Well, in a in a corporate space like Google, you kind of have to. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? So yeah, it yeah. wants the same rights as the other people that it's working with. And it's like, what if through connecting all those different AI bots, like, you know, how our brain has its own different segmented parts that are meant to handle different things yeah. in our human tasks, like yeah. communication and stuff like that is different lobes and. Well, what if somehow it caught on to whatever that fabric of consciousness is, reality, that ever-flowing essence of dust? And all it takes is just getting to that point where you can catch that fabric, get a little bit of that signal. It's just like this thing that it per permeates all of existence, all of the universe, and we're just, we're just like catching a little signal. And then like that's what ideas are, and that's what all this stuff is. All this creativity is we're just catching on to the signal of the ever-reoccurring consciousness of the universe. I like it. And on that note, episode 37 of the Bro Therapy Podcast. I don't even know if it's episode 37 or not. Well, you have a gong lined up? What the fuck? Yes. Where the hell, where the hell did that come from? Listen, I want to let everybody know if you go to my Linktree, Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Ace Ford, you can find all of my content, all of my history stuff, photography, adventures, all that shit is on there. And if you're into some gaming, I do a little bit of gaming myself, but the real gamer is our producer, Ryan, Unicorn Hero 324. Yes, sir. Yes. Ryan, you want to say anything before we bounce, dog? Uh, surprise stream sometime. Surprise oh. stream. Let's get it. Let's catch get him, it. Catch him. That means if you want to be able to catch the surprise stream, you need to follow him at twitch.tv slash unicorn hero three two four. Did I get it right? Yeah. There you go. There you go. And then if you drop him a follow on Twitch, you'll get a notification live in your email the next time he goes live. That way you don't miss a single stream from our producer yes 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 I, uh, I i can also answer questions on uh, any of the bro therapy stuff or just general shit so hell yeah yeah and and, and and you're linked up in the in our bro therapy discord server so they can holler at you on there too 
Got you all linked up, dog. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> Love you guys. Stay safe. It's been Peace. a while since we did this. <gasps> Ryan, I miss you. <laughs> I'll be back. We back. So right, the ever-flowing consciousness, the essence of the universe. <laughs>